Blog Talk Radio.
scripture for blog talk which is Matthew 6 and 33 but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you so I'm asking you all to pray for yourself tonight and ask God to add unto you the understanding of what I'm about to release okay so I'm your host Minister Sylvia Kaiser and I'm hosting this program for Smile 3E, Iron Shopping Iron, Blog Talk Radio, which is worldwide web. So it's not a little thing, it's a big thing. It's not a little thing, it's a great thing. It's not a little thing, it's a ministry that God has called. And I'm a, I take honor in being able to participate in this ministry. So with that being said, let's get started. Today I try to go someplace to get some... um dog food for this dog that I adopted, and um, I was excited about going to the place, even though I stay on one side of town, but I had to go back on the west side of town, but a little farther north from where I grew up at, and as I was traveling to that area, I noticed how the GPS was taking me one way took me a whole nother way, which I realized it was taking me around traffic. I was okay with that, and I got a chance to sightsee. And I drove through an area that I grew up in, and I started noticing stuff. I said, oh, wow, look at that. That's nice. Oh, as far as I got down, I said, oh, wow. They fixed that building up. I know the people that stayed there that lived there for over 60 years. Now, when we was growing up, they lived, the people lived there, and now that we're older, they haven't too long moved from there. And I said, I didn't know that they didn't own the building. I thought they rented that building, I mean, paid for that building and lived there, but I found out they were paying rent. I said, you live in somebody's building for 60-something years and you pay rent? Wow. But long story short, I noticed somebody else has moved into the building. I said, oh, wow. So I drove a little farther and a little further, and I was just noticing how the neighborhood is starting to change. So it took me around a little way that uh, I had to go around this curve to get to a certain part of the northwest side. And as I got over there, I started noticing the new buildings, the way they fixed up and how the area was coming up, and I remembered what used to be there. I remember what wasn't there. I, I remembered uh, a lot of stuff, and I was saying, wow, you mean to tell me it looked like this over here? So I got to the place that I needed to get to, and I had just missed the little uh, pantry I was going to to get this pet uh, food from because I didn't know they had at food pantries for animals. I didn't know that. See, I'm telling you, it's, it's good. God, when you start letting God move you into different places, you find out different things. So I said, well, let me go to a store and get what I need for this dog because I left out to get something. I don't want to go back empty-handed. So I was driving to go to a store to get something for the dog, and uh, I started going through a place, an area that I know how to get around because I knew if I go back the other way it would be a little longer. But, you know, when you when you go in a, grow up in a, in a neighborhood, in an area, you learn a little shortcuts. You know how to get through, go this way, that way, up this, you know. You know that. So that's what I was doing. And as I was doing it, my mouth fell open. What happened to this and what happened to that? And, wow, they built this over here, and they built that over there, and they fixed this up and fixed that up. And I started looking at it, and I said, God, what, what, what's going on here? I said, God, what am I seeing? You know, mm. 
I said, I never would have thought. I never would have thought. I never could have visioned. I never could have saw this. I never would have believed this was going to happen. I mean, all my life, my mom told us in the area we grew up in, she said, you know, the park district wants this area. The CTA wants this area. The government wants this area. She said, downtown wants this area. She said, we stay in a prime area, but because it has become majority black, people living over here, she said, they're going to move us out eventually. And I said, huh? And I started watching little things as we was growing up, and I started noticing how certain things closed down, but they never tore it down. Certain things closed down, and they boarded it up, or they just let it go. In certain areas, things that closed down or caught on fire, seriously, after so many years of it becoming like decay or stuff like that, they tore it down, but immediately they started building back up on that property, and they was building up something that belongs to a corporation. <laughs> Y'all heard me right. A corporation or a business with a big name. But still, I didn't, I didn't really see it because I just didn't see it. I, you know, I wasn't looking for it. I didn't, just didn't see it. Um, I remember a place where over by, we used to drag race over there, you know, on Lake, right off Lake Street by, we call it the uh, incinerator area. People that know what I'm talking about, that know what I'm talking about. We used to drag race over there, and they had a incinerator for, well, the city of Chicago would have the garbage trucks dump the garbage, and the other trucks would pick it up and take it away. Anyway, they, after so many, 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 many years, they closed that down and cleaned up over there in that area, and I was like, wow, I never thought that would happen, but it did. And I was driving through Chicago Avenue between um, where the incinerator is, Kilbourne, whatever you want to call it, and um, the Costner area, Keystone, all that over there off Chicago Avenue. And I noticed this place where the bus depot that has put up condos, apartments. I didn't stop to see what it was, but I was told it's condos and a boys' club and all kind of stuff over there. And I looked and I said, this stuff you find out in the suburbs. Hmm. You know, those uh, big dollar suburbs, Hoffman Estates, Barrington, you know, out that way, you know. But it's right over here in the city. And I started noticing other little things. I said, God, I'm looking at something, and I don't know exactly what I'm looking at. And I began to pray and talk to God while I was looking. And all of a sudden, I could hear my my ear. It's like a wheel. A wheel has a barrier on the outside. Then it has a barrier on the inside where you put people in a circle. You, you round them up in a circle, and you start beautifying within that circle because you're pushing them all to the middle. Because what you're doing is pushing them out. Because once you put the air in the tire, the tire expands. And I say, God, they're pushing us in to push us out because after a while, we we won't need to exist in this area because of how they say, uh, because of the changing of the population, you know. And I started remembering that the Word of God said that we are not ignorant of same devices. And I started looking at how my people got a certain look about themselves in that area, how they walk and talk and dress and conduct themselves to one another. 
Don't get me wrong now. If you all have a problem with this, pray about it. Don't, don't get mad at me. I'm just telling what God was saying to me. And I looked at how you had the Caucasian people, the white people, walking with their dogs and their uh, bags. and They walk with confidence. They ain't got to worry about being bothered. Mm-hmm. I started looking at how it was tents up in the park and tents in different areas. And uh, I looked where we had a tent city at a point and how dirty it was over there and uh, how we cared for one another for the ones that going out there for kitchen food and feeding every day and giving us clothes and everything. But for the other people that comes over that's been busted and everything, how they have vouchers and um, they, they had a row of portatories. You know what I mean? And how they had uh, those dispensers that you can wash your hands in. They had garbage cans, recyclable, and regular garbage cans, and they had brooms and shovels out there. And it was clean. And they had real nice well, nobody talking about cleaning up that area. Well, I ain't heard nobody talking about cleaning up that area, take water and spread down. But then I got over by our homeless people that's been here always, and um, they was trying to keep their area clean and everything, but they didn't have a setup like the other ones have. They can't get, uh-huh, I'm saying it, they can't get, vouchers of some that I know I have talked to before, they can't get vouchers or cards, you know, the blue magic without having an address. But those that comes over on the bus, they don't have a physical literal address except at the police department and other places where they are sleeping outside where they're giving them the stuff they need. And matter of fact, they're making them houses. They're giving them places to stay, and they're giving them money for a certain amount of time. But yet, those of us that's already been here and have been in a homeless situation or whatever, for whatever reason, they're not getting those kind of benefits. So it may sound like I'm going here and there, but because I am, because that's what I saw today. I saw a lot of chaos, a little here, a little there, different, but yet it's still equals the same. I, I thought about how I was driving through areas where I knew parents, well, people used to own places, own housing, own buildings, and their children got caught up out here in the streets and they lost it because they didn't pay the taxes, they didn't pay the water bill, they didn't pay the insurance, they didn't do something, but they lost it. So now... uh the building has been taken over or it's just laying there as abandoned, but now it's always uh, boarded up or have those cages, they have those sealed boxes over the windows and door. And uh, the ones that have the wood up, the wood has been painted on like a, a mural or something. So I've been noticing that we are still stuck in a place where we're, looking for somebody to give us something. We're not even going to say the vice is the word of God, say a man don't work, don't eat. So if you're not saying to your, how could I say it, um, your best interest, don't look for nobody else. You know, I, I look at the way people are driving out here and, Everybody is such in a hurry, but they're so busy looking at their phones and whether they're talking, texting, or texting and talking or doing something that they can't pay attention to what's going on around them. You've got Bluetooth in your car where you can answer your phone hands-free and pay attention to the road. You can answer a text or send a text pay attention to the road, but yet it's still we're too busy to even take that time to do that. I'm looking at 
how people are still out here um, at the gas station or the store. Can you give me this? Can you give me that? I'm not saying I wouldn't help no one, but how you spend out spend out there all day and ask for a couple of dollars. Maybe you get lucky, and maybe you have a little scheme or scam going on that you really prosper for that day. But instead of going out here. Um, going to some of these little town hall meetings and talking to your aldermen because I noticed that our city don't really have people that really clean the streets or go through the alleys and cut down the bushes and stuff like that because that's that's too we too good for that. But I'm saying that to say this: look around you. People are invading our area. See, when you go to those other areas, they say, we don't want them here. Send them somewhere else. Okay? The people that they're sending somewhere else, guess what, y'all? They come from nothing, so a little bit of something beats a whole lot of nothing. See, we can't live in the house with somebody else. We really can't live in a house with each other, let alone a family of four or five or two families living in one house. See, we don't know how to do that. We don't know how to get together and say uh, it costs us this much to live here, light, gas, uh, food, rent, and insurance or whatever. Just say it costs us 1500 a month and there's three or four families in there. Everybody put in a certain amount of money. But then we all get together. Uh, if one don't work, they help with the children. They take them to school, pick them up from school, wait for them to come home from school, cook the dinner. Uh, we, we all put the money in a pot. But they put the money in a pot, and they know how to go and shop, get some salt pork and beans and rice, you know, and corn and, 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 and little strip steak or whatever it is they need to do what they got to do. See, they, if you paid attention to the news, they're saying that it's okay to have a chicken now, some chickens, but you can't have roosters. You know why? Because they, they cock-a-doo-doo in the morning. So they ain't going to let you have no roosters, but you can have some chicken. All right, y'all, y'all better hear me. Y'all better hear me. If you're making have a goat in your yard, see, because the word of God teaches we're supposed to drink goat milk anyway. See, we're not looking at what's going on with the wheel in the middle of the wheel. Y'all better see what's going on. Now, we know that we sit back and we talk a lot and we're so busy enjoying ourselves that uh, we're not paying attention to what's going on around us. So I began to read my word today, and I was Googling and things, and I, the, the first thing that came up with a conversation I was having was Second Corinthians chapter 2 and 11. Lest, lest Satan should get an advantage of us for we are not ignorant of his devices. So by us not having a relationship with God, by us not talking to God, by us thinking we know it all, by us thinking we got a plan, by us thinking that um, I know how to fix this and I know how to go about that, we're setting ourselves up. It's literally, we could say on purpose, because we're not paying attention to what's going on. You know, I've been talking to my family, and I said to my family that it's only so many of us left in the older generation. It's some things we need to do. It's some things we should be doing because when we're gone, I don't know what what to tell you all. You know, so I'm saying that to say it's okay to listen to somebody that has a relationship with God in a prayer life because nine out of ten, you will see the benefits of it and you will get a relationship with God and get a prayer life. But if you keep going around here doing what you're doing, you're going to find yourself in a situation where You're not going to get it. I'm trying to look at something that I wanted to 
read, and I wanted to say it out loud. Where is it? We got to get to the place in our heart and our mind that we know that God is more than able. We know that God is all that we asked him to be. We know that God is all that we were told he was. We know that God is God because the more we sit back and the more we try to act like, I don't know what's going on around here. They can't do that. Haven't America showed you Every time we say they can't do that, they do that. That every time we say they're not going to do that, they do that. That every time we turn our head from one side to another, they then came up with something else. I remember going to Lucy Flower High School as a kid, young lady, brother, for high school. Lucy Flower was an all-girl school on the west side, and Richardson was an all-girls school on the south side, and uh, Free Gear was an all-boys school on the, uh, like, west side. That, it was loop area. I'm trying to think of another um, all-boys school. These are public schools. After so many years, they said that it was against the law to have a private all girls school. So I remember the first young man that walked in the hallways of Lucy Flowers, his name was Juan. I don't remember his last name, but he was so happy to be in a school where he was surrounded by nothing but females. One boy. And after so many years they lost they not lost the name, they lost the ability to say Lucy Flower High School, all female, it became our rabid than another school. So all I'm saying is things change. When you say what can't happen, it does happen. When you say what won't happen, it does happen. When you say you can't believe that's going to happen, believe it. It happens. The, the slave that was in on Moses' time, never believed they were going to get free. They just knew that they would pray for it. And when the freedom time came, they didn't believe it. But they had a, they believed enough that I pray that the Savior will come and free us. I'm saying that for now, for us in this day and time. We have prayed and prayed and prayed. Now we're in a position where that our ancestors is going we have to start building up that relationship with God because we're still living off of the um, benefits of our ancestors. We're still living off the benefits of our ancestors' ancestors. But you know what? we got to have some prayers up. we got to put up God. I don't know what she's talking about, or maybe I just haven't been looking at it. Pray and ask God to open your heart, your mind, and your eyes, and your ears, that you may see and you may hear and and see what's going on around you. If you have property, call 311, go to your alderman office, go to your state rep office, do something, go talk to somebody and find out what benefits you have to help you with getting your program that you need for your house. Why is it we're always the last to try to get cedar when cedar is in our neighborhood? And because we're not getting them, the others are. Why is it that we sit back and we complain about the people that's coming over, but we're not asking, you you know, how they found when COVID came, they found $50 million. President Tony Periwinkle, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, they was able to do this, able to do that, but yet, you don't want to pay your workers 
but you forget your workers are voters too. And so as a family member, just as a small note, I'm just throwing it out. We have to get to a point where we have to make sure our, our politicians know that we count. You know, I, I don't I don't like the fact that I get mail or uh, how they say uh, pamphlets dropped in my mailbox to put on my porch, uh, put on my banisters, put in my door, vote for me, vote for me. I don't even know who you are. Then once you do vote for them, you don't hear from them again until they need to be reelected or they running for another office. I'm not saying you could make it to everybody's house, but just like you threw them town hall meetings to get the vote, try throwing a town hall meeting to see what your people need. And my thing is, if you got grass and sidewalks that's outside of your uh, constituents, property line, if my sidewalk is tore up, I don't believe I should have to pay half for the city to fix what they have to fix, but yet still, if I try to cut the curve to make a driveway, you would tell me that ain't mine. How dare you deface the property of the city? We have trees up. The roots are tearing up. Our property, our pipes, Pushing up the sidewalk, city won't do nothing. If you call and make a complaint, they tell you to go on the waiting list. You'll be waiting for years before somebody come around and see what you got. If you do pitch, take uh, pictures and email it to it's so much they can't do it. We have to really get with our politicians and tell them how we feel. Don't come to me because our people have to stick together. Don't come to me because, oh, you're a family member, friend, or foe. Don't, don't come to me with that. Because if you was all that, you know what? You was that before you got an office. So the promises you make, keep them. Don't get so caught up with trying to find out who knows your name because, see, the best publicity you can get is this right here. It can make you. It can break. And if the other people you're running against, they the main ones. I've never seen so many politicians worry about somebody's personal life, which it has something to do with it, than they do about the people. I want to know what you're going to do for my area. Nobody has really addressed the the pharmacy thing, how much pharmaceuticals cost until it's election time. Nobody has really addressed uh, about taking care of the seniors with Medicare, Medicaid, prescription drugs, uh, uh, what you call it, insulin and other stuff that we they have to take, we have to take until it's close to election time. That's why I keep saying those that's running, and this is the election season coming up or here, y'all, do your homework. If you ain't used to doing it, start doing your homework because you're already being ignored. Don't put another person in office that's going to ignore us. And if we've got someone that's in office that's trying to, let's get behind him or her and push them to the place where we're not getting pushed out of our area. We are in the city of Chicago. We already don't have a lot of activities for our children to go and participate in. But when they do go and participate in, guess what? We have to go outside our neighborhood and then don't let them be good. Don't let them beat the other team because now they want to get them to be forfeited or kicked out because they were from over here anyway. But we don't have the proper things we need in our gym or our park district. We pay taxes for our park district, but now we have to pay for them to participate in programs too. Something has to be, something has to be done. We 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 got to really look at what's going on. How is the city having so many of um, how you say events here? The drag racing they had with the cars. They talk about how much money they made. 
Lollapalooza, how much money they made. Uh, other events downtown and other areas, they talk about how much money they made, $2.6 million, this million, and everything. But we ain't seeing it. Where's the money going? They they shut down the system when it rained and the west side got flooded. Now the people got to prove this. First of all, why? Because you were trying to keep the water from downtown. You were trying to make it comfortable for everybody else. So you so busy taking care of everybody else, you forgot about your own. It's back to the homeless people that's already here and the ones that's coming in. Why is it always the outsiders is getting something that the insiders can't get? We are not ignorant, save devices. It goes back to Psalms 23 and 1. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Why are we not going to our shepherd? Why are we not seeking our source? Why are we not acting and telling and talking to God about what our pet peeves is? But we'll get on Facebook, yeah, that's my pet peeve. My pet peeve is I'm tired of doing without. I'm tired of everybody that don't belong here, that's not in this situation, getting what's supposed to be provided for me and my family. I'm tired of looking at other places get, how could I say it, uh, get the um, finances, the progress, get the things that we should have. We don't have a lot of um, programs in our neighborhood for our children. We don't have a lot of insight of what we can get. Now, like I said, we get pamphlets in our mailbox. We get emails now. We get uh, texts, all kind of stuff telling us who's running. They want your vote. All of a sudden, town hall meetings. You ain't getting nothing. Since I've moved in this area, I've been here since 2018. I've had a complaint about some things, and um, they told me I'm on the waiting list. 2018, 19, 20, 1, 23, almost 24, I'm on the waiting list. I guess um, my name will come up one day. They act like it's a court case. All I do, I'm just asking for something that belongs to the city to have them rectify. We do not push an issue, we do not step up, but then they want our vote. Smiling faces should shows no traces of the evil that works within. No, it doesn't. But let them need your vote. Um, my press secretary took a note off, and they over there said, what is it that you need for the alderman? Um, what is it that you need for the mayor's FB? What is it you need for the governor? Um, what is it that you need for the senator? Uh, how can we help you? They, and you don't hear no more. You don't hear no more. We're not in the same devices. And as long as we keep operating in a place that we don't want to pray, we don't want to seek God, we don't want to get before God, we don't want to do what we have to do, is hand the situation over to God and just wait, stop voting for somebody because they got a pretty smile or they look good in those pants, that suit he wearing with that smell good on her. She looks so lovely in that curvy dress she wearing with the, the lashes and the the um, pointy eyebrows and the uh, lovely lace front. We, we, we got to get past that. We got to get past that. Because, see, at night, that suit come off and go up in the closet, hopefully. At night, that dress come off and get hung up in the closet, hopefully. That lace front, hopefully, get wrapped up or pulled off and stood on the stand, hopefully. Then lashes get peeled off and put over there on a the reusable tray, hopefully. But we ain't doing nothing about sending our prayers back on the altar 
up to God where we know something will be done about it. Because our hope is in the Lord. We are saved by hope. We live by hope. We live by now faith. Place. We still going to be hoping and wishing and wishing and hoping. When my God said that he would supply all our needs, yeah, we got to get to that place where we got to say, God, this day and time, this day and time, you said that our, their hearts would wax cold, that they, they would regret, regret, they would resist, they would not want the next natural affection. But God, your word said, I can pray until this mountain to be moved. Your word said, I can pray. If one or two touch and agree, your word said there's power in your word. Girl, God, I know. I was going to say, girl, I know we could just do this thing. I know we come together. But, God, I'm praying and I'm praying to tell you send somebody to pray with me. Either somebody on this Facebook page, this blog talk, listening, somebody got to know. God, I didn't see it. Show it to me. Or, yes, God, I saw it. I just, I didn't know. Or, God, I've been talking about it, but I'm such an agreement. We got to get to the place where we see how they're trying to push us into the place of the last days. We know they're coming. But you know what? We, I believe we could pray. I'm not, the, I'm not taking no mark. You know, that's just like in the MC world, they told us it's something that, they was making mandatory for us to do. I told them, I'm not doing it. If I got to do that, I'm going to stop this. I'm gonna, and people that know me know I'm not, uh-uh. I'm not taking it. I'm just asking God to guide me and lead me through whatever I have to go through because I trust the Lord with all my heart. Whatever God say is, I'm okay with that. As my late cousin um, Sister Carol Gibson used to say, if God said it, that's enough for me. And one thing I do know, and here, he says to me, and I apply it to my life. I'm looking at how they're trying to squeeze us out, to squeeze us in. I, I look at, I see how the people got together over there at the old um, project that was on Roosevelt off Ashland, and uh, they told them, no, you told us this was for uh, low-income housing, but you're trying to put up a place for the Chicago Fire Department and the police academy. They said, no, mm-mm. keep your word. See, that's how we have to get to a point that we make a stand. You're going to pull me out, throw me out, tear down what was over here that I raised my kids in, that I raised up in, and so on and so on. Now you're trying to throw us out because of parking. Mm. Yeah, I know that area close to the loop. <laughs> and the loop was always a retail uh, area, but now, but now it's a zoning area where you can live in the loop. It was never supposed to be uh, housing down there. It was always supposed to be like a retail place. They had the hotels and stuff, but but on the other side of the loop, the north loop, that was where the residential area started, south loop, west loop, you know, like that. But now you got these uh, uh, factories that been turned into law. Oh, I've been in them. When I tell you beautiful, beautiful, I'm saying, when they tore down the project, that was never meant for us. It was for the other people to build a bank up and buy their homes from before they built up Barrington and uh, uh, Barclay and Hoffman Estates and all those places before. And the people moved out there with the Section 8 and the uh, mobility. Uh-huh. Yeah. They was paying their rent. They... $3,500 mortgage notes from 45 Oh, y'all didn't know that. See, that comes from asking questions, and that comes from 
doing uh, what they call uh, investigation. It's different than asking questions and doing investigations. A lot of us did not know or do things because see, these programs was not invented for the other people, black, African-American, Latino, Hispanic, non that wasn't meant for us, any persons of color. But see, we got a hold to the information. And if you ever pay attention, every time we get a hold to something, all of a sudden it changes uh-huh. a harder qualification. Uh, in order for you to get this, you got to be so close to pole. If you don't put a, don't find a place to keep your food cold, it'll expire overnight. That that's how they want. Now let's be real. Let's be real. So I'm gonna say this, and then I'm gonna open the line. Well, ask for the line to be open, brother, for comments on blog talk. I just don't want us to be caught in a place that we are ignorant of same devices. We are not ignorant of same devices. Our fight is not against flesh and blood. Our fight is not with one another. We have to learn how to live together because if we see and we keep looking at it, we are going to perish together. Why is it that we can show kind, kindness, love, lovingness, and ability to get along with others, but we hate each other so much we don't even want to share the same atmosphere. It's like we know COVID is still out here. Y'all, that's another thing. Don't be don't be crazy or, or confused. COVID ain't going nowhere. But it seems like we're so busy trying to look cute and trying to exist, we don't want to look at what's going on. The government just showed you. They have shut you down. You, I remember when COVID first hit, they shut it down overnight. So many people got so comfortable with what they saying they was giving out. They don't even want to go to work no more. And the ones that's working don't want to be there. And they gave out that little PPE or PPD money. Now here it is. Some years later, they sent over 20-some thousand people. They're seeking out to get their money back. Oh, they may not have you now, but believe me, they got your information. If you was on a government program that was helping you out with housing or whatever, I know a lot of people lost their benefits because they saw dollar signs and didn't use common sense. They saw dollar signs and they said they made this much money and uh, they used their address. And oh, y'all know what I'm talking about. I ain't got to go into details. They um, let somebody else uh, fill out their paperwork on the you can take that couple hundred, couple thousand, just give me my money. You don't know what they put on it. Now, here it is. Oh, they're still building penitentiaries. And they the best part about it, they need residents. You are the product that they put in there that the government paid, uh, what is it, 53000 a per person to enter in now. And then it's a, a month, daily and monthly expense that, you don't get it, but they get it. But if you get a job up in there, you get penitentiary or jail minimum wages, which is maybe $2.70 an hour, but you're going to do $85 an hour work. See, uh, we got to get to a point where we got to say, I'm tired of being ignorant of saying devices, and I'm tired of being a device that he's using. I'm just trying to just say we got to get to that point, people, that we got to turn back to God wholeheartedly, turn back to God. So I thank you all for taking this time out to listen to me. It may sound like I was ranching on, but I was. I was because today really opened my eyes to some things, and I'm just saying at this time the lines are open. If you would like to make a comment at this time, please do so. Please tell me your name and where you're calling from. Um, if you would like to make a comment, and we'll go from there. The lines are open.
Well, I was hoping the lines were open. So, again, I want to say thank you all for listening. Um, I'm just saying to people, open your eyes. Open your heart. Open your mind. Open your ears. And start thinking about what it is that we are seeing. The best thing we could do is pray. The only thing we could do is pray. The one thing we got to do is pray. If we keep staying where we are, we're going to keep getting what we're getting. And one thing I do know, I'm tired of being on the negative side of the conversation. So my people perish for a lack of knowledge. And we don't have to. So I thank you all for joining in. I thank you all for listening in. I thank you all for taking this time. I thank you all for just being there. You know, I thank God for, hey, Cherie, how you doing? I thank God for the changes that he has made in my life. I thank God for taking me to the places that he's taken me to. I thank God for putting the love back in my heart for people because at one point in my life, um, it was about me, myself, and I. But I thank God for them opening up my heart to want to share with people and say, you know, look around. You know, we're, the enemy is trying to trick us. We've got to be here for one another. And if I say something that you don't agree with, you know what, pray about it. Talk to God because I'm going to say what God told me to say, and that's it, that's all. I'm not trying to hurt nobody's feelings. I'm just trying to speak to those that want to hear. And that's it. That's all. So, again, thank you for joining me on this Friday night at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time. Thank you for just taking time out to hear what I wanted to rant on about, which is basically me ranting that I love you all and uh, know that God loves you and that it's time for us to pray, okay? I will be back here next Friday at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, if you come back Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. Central Standard Time, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, you will hear our very own apostle, like Dr. Cecilia Kaiser, speak on what God has put on her heart and in her spirit to share with us. If you come back Monday night at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time and uh, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you will uh, here, Pastor Servant Troy Thomas, he will be speaking this Monday. We will hear what God has put on his heart and in his spirit to speak. Um, I thank you, Sharif, for saying you will be here. I appreciate that. So I want you all to know our foundational scripture is Matthew 6 and 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Uh, my friend on the page here, name is Sharif Wright. Please go on her Facebook page, and um, if you're a biker, MC, uh, sport bike club, or whatever, please go on her page and look. She has a, a posting up about a dear friend of hers named Sheila Howard that was, um, her life was taken on her motorcycle. She was intentionally hit. Uh, please go look and see the request she's making for uh, bikers to show up, to show love to Sheila and uh, also to her family. Um, she would give you instructions. Please follow it. I, I'm mentioning that because the young lady name is Sheila, the same as my sister. And uh, she passed away doing the same thing my sister did, riding her bike. They both love the Lord, and their name is Sheila. So I'm just, I get emotional, so I'm going to cut that right there. But her name is Sharice Wright. If you see her name on the screen, please go on her page um, and box her through Facebook 
uh, you can call us on Facebook. She'll talk to you and tell you what she needs. Parts of family need is for, I believe, this weekend coming up. But call us. She'll tell you. So, again, thank you all for joining in. If you need prayer, uh, Pastor Linda Handy has a prayer line, 605-313-4818. 605-313-4818. Access code is 647-147. Access code 647-147. Sister Carmen also has a prayer line at 605-313-4884. I'm sorry, 605-313-4284. Excuse me, that's 4284. Access code is 528-2607, 528-2607. I want you all to keep my sister, Apostle-elect Dr. Cecilia Kaiser, in your prayers, please. Uh, just call her name out before the Lord. Keep Minister Margo in your prayers. Call her name out before the Lord. Keep Pastor Servant Choice Thomas up before the Lord. Keep his name in your prayers. Keep Prophet Antoine Thomas' name in your prayers. God is doing a new thing in all of their lives. I always share this, but I'm going to share it again. There's a shift in the spirit. There's a shift in the atmosphere. Grab a hold and ask God, what is it that he would have you to do right now? I don't care who you are. I don't care where you've been. I don't care what you've done. Because see, a person like me can tell you, God can save me. Me. He can save anybody. You're the only one caught up in your past. And you're the only one to let other people keep you in your past. But I tell you, as long as you live in my past, you got a place to stay because I moved on. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm going to leave you right there. I'm doing what God told me to do. And I thank God for everything. So good night, everybody. It's 10 p.m. Thank you for joining me. I know some of y'all got places to go, things to do. And uh, y'all going about your business. I am too. Love y'all. Good night, everyone.